Oh, hi, Andy, for the first time, time today. for a do-over. <laughs> uh, Did you want me to just cut that first part, or what, are we leaving yeah, it in? Yeah, just the cut play? it. Think I should just cut it? Oh, yeah, damn, cut the first three minutes of dog barking. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, You're you're. I feel like you're... You're trying to make this show something very clean and polished and like cut out the messiness. But this show's all about <laughs> the messiness, right? This is we're messy bitches. This is what we do. We're a couple of messy bitches. Yeah, we're a Maybe couple of messy bitches. So should have been called this whole time. That's what we should have called the podcast. Yeah. Just messy bitches on a call. Yeah. So really the purpose of this call, we just talked a few days ago, but listener, I asked Andy to explain to me what the fuck is going on with all this GameStop nonsense. Hedge fund, what is that? How does that work? Uh, I genuinely want to know, and maybe my friend Andy can explain it to me in layman's terms that I will understand. Uh, I also want to just point out that this does not make me anti-feminist. I understand. I was about to say, Linda invited me to mansplain (laughs) something to her, so, you know. I I genuinely don't feel like Googling it and reading all of the, uh, the Reddit articles. It's yeah, no fun to Google thing. It's much more fun to talk to your friends. And, uh, it can be. And you accurately, I mean, I am not a finance person by any stretch of the imagination, but you accurately identified the fact that I would be interested in this story of internet bullshit fucking up the real world, which is yeah. squarely, squarely in my, in my realm of interest. Because it seems like a really fun and cool thing that has happened. It's, you know, it's, it really depends on your perspective, <laughs> whether it's, whether it's very fun and cool. Uh, anyway, I'm happy to try and explain it to the best of my understanding. I do want to give a disclaimer up front, which is that I'm not a finance person. I don't, I, all I did was, you know, read a bunch of explainers on the internet. I don't really know any of this shit. So, uh, you know, you're listening in to a conversation between friends. You're not listening to an expert describe anything about the finance system because good gracious, who knows how the fuck it all works. It's all a big mess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, anyway, so from Linda. the outside, it seemed a little bit like, oh man, the ball went just outside of the fence and I'm able to get it with the chuck it. Fucking nailed it oh i th- i thought oh. you were making i thought you were making a metaphor for the for this <laughs> stock situation where you're like the ball went a little bit outside of the fence and i'm like yeah that's kind of what happened in some ways you know <laughs> <laughs> the ball did cut a little outside of the fence no but like it seems like you know a bunch of internet trolls first of all but that they found some dumb thing that's happening at, on wall street that like rich moguls are able to get away with uh and they figured out how to exploit it that is not a bad, like, elevator pitch summary of what happened. But uh, do you want, like, the more full backstory, though? Yeah. All right. So there's a couple things we have to understand sort of just as a baseline. Do you know what a hedge fund is? I actually kind of don't. All right. So this is cool because hedge fund is one of these things that, like, once you f- figure out why it's named a hedge fund, the name kind of explains what it is. So basically, like, a hedge fund is an investment mechanism that is designed to hedge against the market like it's meant as like a hedge so if you're some rich person you have a bunch of investments in you know normal investment things like mutual funds or whatever you might also invest some money in a hedge fund and hedge funds Uh are designed to be much riskier uh, use much more weird, tricky, sophisticated investment tactics. And they're designed to try and make money even if the overall market is losing money. That's like one of their like big, huh. big like headlines. Wait, so is it like a hedge in terms that it's a layer of protection between you and the outside world? Because I think of a hedge and I think of like Wilson from Home Improvement. 
It's like it's <laughs> suburb, suburb, like, don't look at my property. I stay on your side. Well, so, now I'm wondering, now I'm wondering if the etymology of this word is, you know, connected the both the plant version and the other version. But no, I'm talking about uh, the other kind of hedge, like where you hedge against a bet. Have you heard of that? Got in like it. Gambling. You know, it's okay. where it's where you basically like you take up an opposing position of a certain kind to give yourself like negative risk and kind of like, you know, basically you're you're diversifying any kind of like investment or you know gambling thing by hedging against yourself a little bit so that you're not totally committed and all in. So I Got think it. my understanding of hedge funds is that they were initially designed to be hedges against the market. If the market is going down, everyone's investments are going down, but you have some small amount of money or you know a fraction of your money invested in a hedge fund, which will be going up while everything else is going down. So it all kind of is supposed to like come out in the in the wash and make you you know make money more consistently over time and be less connected to the whims of the market. Got it. So is it like investing in Taco Bell, but then being like, but pizza might make a comeback, so I'll invest in Pizza Hut too? Sure, yeah. Really? If, if you were a major, <laughs> if you were a major stockholder in Taco Bell, you might hedge by also getting some stocks in in Pizza Hut because you're like, you know they're what, the same company. You know what? <laughs> if if people, and they're probably all under Yum Brands, but but you you might right, make that are. sort of assessment and say, well, you know, I I've got a lot of invested in tacos being successful, but if tacos aren't successful, then pizza's almost guaranteed to be successful. So I might as well have some of that you know, hedge money, basically, in something else. Some of the at least, beautiful yum money. At least this is what I think hedge funds were meant to be initially. But, big but, I'm pretty sure what hedge funds have basically become now is just the, like, riskiest, edgiest, most, uh, like, high-return kind of investment things. Because it's, relative to regular investing, it is essentially unregulated. Like, there's no rules for what hedge funds can and can't do. They take up all kinds of, like, wild positions and trade in all kinds of extreme ways, and you can't really stop them. The other thing about hedge funds, I don't actually know why this is. Maybe this is because of, like, laws or maybe just because of how hedge funds work, but hedge funds generally are only either super-duper rich people, usually in congregation with one another. Like, a bunch of rich people will come together and start a hedge fund for some of their money, and it's managed by some hedge fund manager. These are, like, the stereotypical super-douchey finance bros or all the hedge fund managers. Or it's, like, big organizational money. So it could be, like, you know, pensions for a state could have money in a hedge fund, or the endowment for a hospital or university could have money in a hedge fund. But I'm pretty sure you as... Linda Eliasson can't just go put money in a hedge fund. I don't think that option is available to you. Or weird. if it is, it's only specific hedge funds and there might be like weird kinds of hedge funds. But like, you know, this is the kind of thing that like uh, Jeffrey Epstein ran a hedge fund that was just all, a bunch of money from his billionaire friends and he was just some ding ding that, you know, threw money around or whatever. And that was like his yeah. weird like shell corporation for doing all of his evil shit. So, so I'm pretty sure that like basically hedge funds now, or if you take the entire finance world, I think hedge funds are at the highest profit, most rich and douchiest extreme of all of the finance stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you are just trying to manipulate the market, take advantage of dumb shit, make a quick buck, you know, and, you know, turn your riches into gazillions of riches, then hedge funds is where you're fucking around. It's like, it's like the, it's the, it's the douchiest corner of finance is my sort of cultural understanding of it. Um, another important, like, point for hedge funds is that so like the Lehman Brothers the the firm that was largely responsible for the 2007-2009 financial crisis uh-huh. they were not actually a hedge fund but in retrospect a lot of 
people basically said that it was structured like a hedge fund for all those subprime mortgages. And they say it was structured like a hedge fund because of how aggressively they borrowed and traded and like multiplied all this all this asset value they had. So like I think when Lehman Brothers went under, I was reading about this earlier today, they had like on the books almost seven hundred billion dollars in value, but only actually twenty one million dollars in or twenty one billion dollars in assets. So they were seven hundred billion? Seven hundred billion they were worth seven hundred billion dollars oh more God. about. Um, See, but, nothing should be worth that much. Well, right, and, and nothing was. That's the point, is they only actually had $21 billion in, in liquid assets. Like, in the actual mortgages they owned were only worth some amount of money, but they'd been put through this fucking bullshit financial system and, like, you know, multiplied on top of each other and bought against one another and traded or whatnot back and forth until they had, like, multiplied to this huge scale, which is why everything collapsed, because they were a bunch of fucking idiots. And a lot of people, in retrospect, have said, like, oh, that's how hedge funds are run. It was just someone did it on a huge scale and with mortgages and that caused the 2007-2008 financial crisis but under normal normal circumstances hedge funds are doing this kind of thing all the time with whatever market conditions they think they can abuse Does that make sense yep all right. got it now i mean i still don't understand like the inner workings of like how like they can make all these crazy bets and all that stuff but we don't need to go there i i, I uh, couldn't tell you anyway I, I, that's basically all yeah. i kind of know about hedge funds they're for rich people okay. they're for rich people but also you know public institutions and big organizations uh and they are like the riskiest piece of any investment portfolio that use the most extreme you know financial tactics to try and optimize gains even when the market is failing is my sort Got of it. read of a hedge fund so i assume you know what short selling a stock is right no, tell me what a short sell is. All right, so if you buy a stock, right? Linda, you buy some stock in Taco Bell. Uh, you yep. know, it's selling at $100 a share. You buy it. You now own some Taco Bell stock. And then later on, you can sell a Taco Bell stock. If the date you sell it, it's worth more. That's great. You made a profit. If the date you sell it, it's worth less. Then you take a loss. You know, it sucks to be you. That's, just, that's yes. just buying stocks. Short selling is just the opposite. So you don't own any Taco Bell stock, but you say, I think that stock's going to go down. I want to basically buy the option to sell this stock at a future date uh, for, a, for a certain amount of money. So you basically say like, you know, I'm going to short sell Taco Bell stock. I'm going to sell it now and buy it later. And you basically do the inverse. So if you think a stock's going to go up, you buy it. And if it goes up, you did great. If you think a stock's going to go down, you can short it. And if you short it, you basically are selling it now, even though you don't have it yet. And then you're going to buy it at a later date to satisfy that sale that you made earlier on. And this is Weird. all just obviously shit moving I mean, around you think in it's like gonna spreadsheets. Go, got it. So you think it's going to go down. So you take money and then when it goes down. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a really unintuitive thing because how can you sell something you don't have? But basically, right. like you're committing to buying that stock at a future date in exchange for selling it now. And so... You can buy it whatever you want to fulfill that, you know, that short. So you could short it today and then you could buy it tomorrow and fill that short if that stock dropped a bunch overnight. Or you could, yep. you know, short it today and then a year from now, presuming the stock was still around. And there's probably regulations around certain types of shorts depending on the financial. Like all these things have a lot of, you know, hyphens and like, you know, little footnotes. But, but that's what shorting a stock is. It's the opposite of buying. So you buy a stock you think is going to do well. You short a stock you think is going to do poorly. And those are the two ways, the two like fundamental ways you can interact with the stock market. Okay, cool. All right. So let's connect those two first. One of the things that hedge funds do is take up large, sometimes short positions on stocks. So they will short sell lots of stocks 
because again, the role of a hedge fund is oftentimes to try and make money even if the market is going down. So where some investment portfolios might try to identify stocks that are going to go up and, and buy those, I think hedge funds okay. primarily are shorting things. So they are primarily doing this opposite action where they are selling now and agreeing to buy at a later date uh, for whatever value it sells for at that date. Um, Got it. Again, because that, that's what makes it a hedge fund, right? I, again, I think right. that I think that name is a little bit antiquated. I don't think that's really what a hedge fund is anymore, but I think it's what it was initially meant to be. It's you're hedging against the performance of the market. All right. Got it. Now it's going to get a little more complicated. Do you know anything about stock options? I kind of. Oh, you do? I mean, I have some. Okay, so... <laughs> This one was hard for me to grasp because like I, I took, you know, I, I did the stock market game in fifth grade or middle school or whatever, where you, you know, pretend to play the stock market and keep track of your fake investments over a couple months and see how you do and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And so I understood buying and shorting. I've had an understanding of that for a long time. Stock options were really hard for me to fucking get through my head because it's really weird. Basically, a stock option is like kind of a meta level on top of the stock market. So instead of directly buying and selling stocks, you are going to essentially gamble on the price a stock is going to be at a certain date. Right. So uh, instead of, again, just buying and selling stocks, you can either buy a put on a stock, and a put uh -huh. is a bet that a stock will fall, or you can put a call on, you, you can buy a call on a stock, and a call is a bet that a stock will rise. And okay. so what you do in this case is you choose a specific date. Not, you know, I think with shorting stocks, you can like, again, you can short for as long as you want, you know, and just, you know, buy back the stock whenever you want to. But puts and calls and stock options, you pick a specific date. You say like, next week, I, you know, I'm placing a put that this stock is going to be, you know, at this price point or whatever. And the reason this is a whole thing is because uh, stock options allow you to, they're much riskier and they have a much higher potential for reward or return. So, you know, if uh, if you're investing in regular stocks and a stock goes up by 20%, 20% is a huge amount for a stock to go up, right? That's like an right. incredible return on an investment. But that's not how you turn $100,000 into, you know, $100 million or whatever. Or in the case of a literal person on Reddit who since September has turned $50,000 into, as of yesterday, $48 million dollars. You cannot wow. do that. You cannot turn $50,000 into $48 million just by betting on, you know, stocks going up and down uh, within within reason, because no stock went up by whatever percentage that is, whatever 100,000% that it happens to be. So these stock options basically allow you to say, I'm going to place a bet this stock is going to go up or down by a certain amount. And that uh... bet... That bet allows you to basically, if you have a good prediction for the market, make way more money in a short amount of time than just the amount of money you can make off of buying that stock if you think it's going to go up. And the same goes for the opposite. You can also lose a ton of money really quickly uh, this way. Like it's super risky. Like if you place a, uh, you know, if you, if you place a, a call, you think up a stock's going to rise. You place a call at a certain price, and the stock doesn't go over that price. You just lose all of your money. Like all, that entire call is just totally lost. It's a completely pointless position anymore. It has no value. So you stand to lose like 100% of everything, or, or even more in some cases, if you fuck up. But if you right. get it right, you can make just exponentially more money than makes any sense from a stock going up, you know, a certain percentage. Okay, so I think I already kind of followed. And like, it felt to me like what happened with this Reddit thing is like insider trading. There's this idea that like, you know, if your brother works at Procter and Gamble and he's like, oh no, it's not looking good. The numbers aren't looking great for next quarter. And then you tell all your stock market boys like, hey, you should take your stocks out of 
Procter and Gamble. Yeah, then you uh, go to prison with Martha Stewart. Yeah. So how is this different from that? How is this legal? All right. Well, so, so then we haven't even gotten we haven't even gotten to that part yet. So we haven't even gotten there yet. Right, so we understand hedge funds. We understand shorting stocks, and we understand stock options at least vaguely. So the subreddit r slash wall street bets which is at the the center of this is an entire subreddit dedicated to specifically stock options so specifically these high risk high reward gambles on where stock prices are going to be and it's been a growing community over the past like couple years even before any of this like stuff in these past couple weeks like there have been posts i've seen that were like at the top of reddit where you know some guy you know lost his entire life savings in like one day and like was posting mm. this video of you know being sad about it some people have done you know opposites turned you know a few thousand dollars into like a couple hundred thousand dollars over the course of a few weeks um this whole community of people like it's a very weird culture like the Wall Street bets people, they refer to themselves as autists. Like they they say that they're they, they're kind of they're kind of very self deprecating, and they admit that they're like placing these high risk, high reward gambles, and like they're not smart and they're doing dumb shit. But they're just like trying to get rich and like living for this thrill of placing these like these these bets. Um, specifically wow. over the summer with the Tesla stock, which went up dramatically over the summer. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of people that made a shit ton of money on Wall Street bets uh, over the summer on that Tesla stock. Again placing all these calls on Tesla stock to basically betting that it's going to rise. It does rise. And because you bet on the rise accurately or, you know, even, you know, conservatively, you make a big return on that much bigger than if you just invested in the stock. Got so it. this community has been growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger as of like, I'm at, right now, like it's a big mess. Reddit's been like, you know, shutting them down occasionally and they've been going in private mode. But as of a couple of days ago, they had like one and a half million members of the subreddit. So it's one of the bigger subreddits on Reddit. So it's a lot of people that are at the very least watching this and or participating in this actual um, actual trading. Um, do we have to explain Robinhood? You know, Robinhood is just a, an app for trading stocks, right? Yeah. I use it for like a little sandbox account. Sure. So yeah, Robinhood is just just the most accessible, consumer friendly way to trade stocks. And yes, this is kind of a, like a little bit of a sidetrack, but there was here's an example of what Wall Street Bets does. The subreddit. There was a an exploit in Robinhood. I think like eight or nine months ago, maybe a year ago, where you know you can't just hop in an app and like take up a giant position on some thing. You have to like catch your bank account and prove that you're worth a certain amount of money before they'll let you like place these extremely huge bets on things. Right. But there were people that figured out this weird loop you could do within the app where I forget what it was, exactly what was going on. It's like, it wasn't counting. Like if you bought a certain type of option, it would then count that option towards your net worth. And so you could just buy more oh. of that option and then it would count towards your net worth again. And you could just kind of build up a fake net worth. So there were Got people it. on this app that, you know, connected a bank account that had 500 bucks in it. And then over the course of a couple of days, you know, had an account that Robinhood thought was worth like a quarter million dollars, but was not because it was all built on this sort of like fake, you know, Ponzi scheme, like, you know, loophole ex exploit. Um, and there are people that were like taking advantage of this loophole a whole bunch and trying to make a bunch of money. Because once you have that much, you know, capital, even though it's fake capital to work with, you can make investments and then the returns are actual returns, right? Like, right. <laughs> so there were people that had no money that were convincing the app they had lots of money to then, you know, make 10% of their lots of money, which actually was still a lot of money for this person that had no money. Anyway, that's the kind of nonsense this subreddit gets into. Got it. Okay, cool. So this brings us to recent news. So trades are public. I don't actually know how people can see these things. I don't know what it looks like to go look up trades, but you know, trades are public information. Uh, so right. basically what happened is uh, one prominent hedge fund, and I'm, I think a couple others too, but one particularly prominent hedge fund took up 
a massive short position on GameStop stock. GameStop being a video game brick and mortar retailer that right. its stock is going down. There's no reason to think it's ever going to go up again. First of all, no one's shopping in person because we're under a fucking global pandemic. No one buys video games in person anymore. Everyone buys them online or gets digital downloads. Like this, this whole fucking franchise is, is kind of fucked. So everyone sees the writing on the wall. This hedge fund says, let's take up a huge short position in this stock. There's no way it's ever going up. Like it's, 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 a, de it's a dead deal. It's a dead and gone. Right. This subreddit f catches wind of this and says, hey, we're big enough. We have enough investors in this subreddit. Let's just all agree to like pick a time and just start buying up GameStop stock. And the idea is that theoretically, uh, if they can get enough people to start buying GameStop stock, that will start driving the price of the GameStop stock up, thereby making everybody that bought GameStop stock get rich. And more importantly, everybody that bought options on that GameStop stock that knew this was going to happen, and this is all public, right? Like you mentioned insider trading. There's no right. way this is insider trading because this is a completely public market manipulation, right? Like, no, there's not secret information. Anybody can go on Reddit and read this, right? It's not happening behind closed doors. It has nothing to do with GameStop's actual operations whatsoever. Nothing to do with their business. It's just completely unrelated, like third party. Um, but this group of people organized and said, all right, let's all buy some stock. Let's all buy options on this stock so that we can make a ton of money when it starts to go up. And yeah. they managed to do this so much that it drove the stock price of GameStop stock way, 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 way up. So much so that this hedge fund, which I think was worth like $13 billion, had such a huge short position on GameStop stock. And so you can imagine, like, if you, if you own regular stocks, it's very hard for the regular stocks to be worth zero, right? Because you own the stock. Right. And for that to actually be worth zero is almost impossible because, you know, it's it, it's going to be worth something no matter what. Even if it drops by half its value, you still have half your money. Short right. sells are much riskier because if you short sell a stock at $10, that stock can go to $20. And now you have lost everything and are in, in, in the red, basically. Uh, like, like your short position has overcome any positive positions you had. So basically... They drove this GameStop stop so high that this uh, this firm, this hedge fund, owes more on this GameStop stock than the entire value of the hedge fund. They're completely oh in the red. Oh my god! They're okay, totally because fucked. Because the hedge fund had done what kind of thing with the with the stock? So there's like a bet or. A so the hedge fund, I don't think the hedge fund has stock options. I think the hedge fund just has a short position. They just own. They just short sold a bunch of GameStop stock. So they said like. You know, we think GameStop's going to get worth less now, so we'll we'll you know sell you a bunch of head of GameStop stock right now at its current price, and we'll agree to buy it later. You know, at whatever price right. is that later. And then a bunch of internet strangers all got together and said, "All right, well, f fuck you." And it's mild speculation that they chose GameStop of all the possible things because these are a lot of internet nerds that probably have fond memories of going to GameStop when they were kids and right. playing video games. But it I also know, happened it to be seems... advantageous because, you know, they was a stock that just, ha and it's also happening with other stocks. It's happening with like AMC and Bed Bath & Beyond and a couple other things too. But, um, but yeah, so basically like what kind of happened is that like a bunch of people got crazy rich off of this and most of that money came right out of his hedge fund. Like this hedge fund was wow. worth $13 billion. Now they're worth like negative $2 billion or something because they owe so much money on these shorts. This is also complicated by the fact that a lot of all this investing stuff is done in completely automated algorithmic ways. And so like enough people on Reddit started buying this stock that a bunch of 
like robo investors saw, hey, the stock's going up. Let's buy some of this stock, like without any consideration for what the stock was. It's GameStop, no, no like conscious consideration there, which right. made this sort of impact even bigger. And I even think a lot of these short positions were sold automatically because they, like, you know, it was like, well, we time to get out. We have to do this now because of some algorithm. And so everything's just kind of fucked because of it. So now, like today, Robinhood. And people don't know, this is all still unfolding. People don't know why this happened, but Robinhood has stopped letting people buy stock options or buy stock in any of these stocks that are like going all over the place. Like individual investors right. just can't do it right now, which is, which is feels, interference, feels right? illegal, <laughs> feels, feels yeah. like pretty direct market manipulation to me. And like all the hedge fund managers can still manage their hedge funds, right? Like no one's stopping them from right. doing anything. So people are like, oh, so people fun. are all up in a tizzy about that. AOC is tweeting about it. Ted Cruz is agreeing with her. It's a, it's a fucking shit show. And yeah, I mean, like, I think people don't know what's going to happen. A, because like, this is kind of wild. But B, like, if we live in an era of like meme investing where enough strangers on the internet can just gather together and agree to openly, transparently, and in a way that I don't think is actually, I mean, I, I have no idea about this, but I haven't heard anybody saying that it's like, actually against the law to say let's all agree to buy this stock like in a public yeah. forum like i think you can just do that uh so so yeah like I, i'm not sure people know what's going to happen and also if like this if this is a successful tactic and remains a successful tactic like i'm not sure what that means for the future of our entirely bullshit in that if financial system which is built on which is a big house of cards built on a, you know a, a foundation of quicksand right well did you i'm sure you did it i was watching the show black monday um, a couple months back. It's a very good show. Highly recommend it. And uh, <laughs> I don't understand anything about the stock market, so I was watching it just like with a smile on my face as they said all the terms that you just explained to me, which make a lot more sense now. Um, but you should totally watch Black Monday. And I, I'm guessing, you know, it was like an actual thing that happened in 1987 uh, where like an algorithm basically fucked over the entire stock market. Like it, it seemed like there's a trend here where this is just going to keep happening where we have this like really old institution that can't keep up with technology or like the ways that humans are evolving. Yeah. It's, it all seems like a total mess to me and I only have a very superficial understanding of it. So yeah, crazy. So I hope that the, I mean, I want the Reddit people to win. Like, do they get to keep their money? Like, that's, they won fair and square, right? Like, I mean, as far as I know, there's no way that, like, I mean, it's money. It's in their accounts. I mean, some of them still own the position, in which case it's not realized. And, like, who knows what's going to happen to that stock over the next two weeks? I have no fucking clue. But right. anybody that's cashed out, like, I mean, yeah, they, like, that's money. It's in their bank account. Like, I don't think there's any way, like, you know, the SEC can come after them and say, like, you earned that money on a reddit thread so give it back like i, I think it's just right, theirs but that's now. the thing is that i think that like the hedge fund motherfuckers are actually gonna do what they can to fuck those people over like they can just throw lawyers at them i think what they'll do probably is not i mean i could be wrong about this i'd be surprised if they like you know tried to dox individual reddit accounts and like pursue individuals for like posting threads on this forum and like I mean, that seems like a huge mess of a, of a legal case. I do think that lobbyists for the financial industry will try and get Congress to pass laws making this explicitly illegal so that you can actually can pursue future instances of this in court, which would be also kind of a mess. But right. I don't know. I, I was seeing a lot of, you know, chatter on Twitter today. People just saying, like, look, we have to take this this loss, right? Like, we fucked up. We They, they outsmarted us. We have to take this L, but, like, you know, prepare ourselves for the next battle, you know, in... Uh, in the on the you know the front of 
rich people versus the proletariat. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to like pan out in the future. Yeah. Also, Linda, you know what? I just every time something like this happens, like I had this feeling with this. I have this feeling with Bitcoin. Like I'll see dumb shit like this sometimes on the internet. Like I was very lightly following Wall Street bets because it was like a weird community of interesting people before any of this stuff happened. You know, I feel like I just want to be involved in one stupid scheme to make a big pile of money. I just want one big pile right. of money, Linda. Right? Like just I, I, I want one big pile of money. We uh, we had a you know a, a client years ago like before Bitcoin was like popping off real big that was in the crypto space and I was like, is cryptocurrency a thing? Should I like buy some of this? And uh. you know. It's just like if I had, it could have made some money, but I don't know. I just I don't want to get. I just wanted. I want to participate in one dumb bullshit thing to make a bunch of money, just once. Yeah, you know, like like Bitcoin was at a point at one point where like you could have just bought like two hundred bucks worth, and you would have had it fucking made. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is that's a whole other fucking conversation, and I I think a lot of this activity <laughs> like. I think a lot of this activity on Wall Street bets was honestly learned in crypto markets because crypto is the perfect example of a thing that is total bullshit, right? It's, it's founded in right. no actual value. I mean, don't don't get in my mentions, crypto nerds. I don't want to hear it. But like, <laughs> it's just a fucking computer file that says you have some money and it's got like no foundation of any of any reasonableness, which is true of the right. entire financial system. But like, cryptocurrency is unique in that it's newly invented. It's like the, the new kid on the block of bullshit financial systems. And right. the insane meteoric rise of, you know, Bitcoin. I mean, there's these stories of somebody that, you know, like one of the first purchases with Bitcoin was somebody bought a pizza from a pizza shop with like 200 Bitcoins or whatever. And at some point, the 200 Bitcoins are worth like $65 million. <laughs> like, right. and, and then no one knows what happened to that pizza shop owner that was like, you want to pay with what? Uh, fine, whatever, who cares? You know, like, right. But yeah, my um, one of my one of my good friends uh, is pretty sure he remembers like in the early days of Bitcoin when it was a thing like just downloading an app and like mining some Bitcoin on his computer and he just can't find that hard drive or computer anymore. He's like, I'm pretty sure I mined some Bitcoins, but I don't know how many and I don't know where they are. And so maybe I lost a bunch of money. It's hard to say. Wow. It's so weird. I don't understand it at all. It's fucking wild. What does it mean? I do like the. Uh, I do like the, you know, videos of billionaires crying on CNBC about their money <laughs> and saying, someone let the poor people team up together to attack us wealthy folks. It's not fair. It's not fair. Uh, Andy, I know you probably won't, but I, I got to talk. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Lenny. Gotta watch where you're going, bud. <laughs> it, to me, it sounded, right that was me. like a cartoon uh, spring sound. <laughs> Like, it sounded like he just stepped on, a, like, a trap door that, like, shot him up 30 feet in the air. Like, sprang! <laughs> just walked, like, right in front of me. Um, oh, but seriously, you would love Black Monday. Listener, watch it. All right, it's one I'll of check the it out. funniest, best things I've watched this whole pandemic. Is it a movie or a television series? What is it? It's a show. Don Cheadle and a few other actors that you would recognize. Um, I would recommend and, Trading Spaces, but it's aged pretty poorly. There's quite a bit of blackface in that movie. Ooh. Well, what's so great about this is that it's like a black-owned investment company that kind of does the equivalent of what you're talking about with this GameStop thing. So you get to root for, like, the underdog on Wall Street. Very funny. Very good. Have you ever seen Trading Places? Uh, yeah. yeah. The old Eddie Murphy movie? Plane. And I was like, why did I not know that there's blackface in this and why is that still allowed? Like, why can't oh, I actually, I remember like... us talking about this like 
at the very beginning of this show, maybe. Yeah, because I was like, why? That, that shouldn't be allowed <laughs> why to Why are they still allowed to like put it Delta on the plane? Like, why not just cut that scene <laughs> out or something, you know? Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's only from like the late 80s, I think, too. Like, it's not, not a lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. I wanted to read you this tweet, Linda, which uh, I think is funny and maybe summarizes our, our little conversation today. Uh, this is from at uh, Morning Gloria on Twitter. It says, economics is astrology for dudes. The stock market is the psychic friends network for guys with an Adderall prescription they don't actually need. High finance is a roadside <laughs> casino with a degree from Yale. Amazing. I love that. All right, I got to go wash my dog's mouth because it's covered in dirt. Oh, he's a, he's a little mud eater? <laughs> he's a little muddy boy all right well this has been a very weird episode of earth to linda but uh it was always well, nice I talking to it. you linda maybe i'll actually uh, you know talk about your life next time okay. all right bye andy <laughs> bye linda oh hello my friend linda guess where we are the shitty dog park <laughs> Got a real noisy butt. On that little patch of highway median you call a dog park in New York. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Is it not freezing up there? It's freezing down here today. It's very cold, yeah. Yeah, we, um, Thursday morning sometimes we go and sit with our neighbors outside on the porch and just chat. And it was, oh, feels nice. like 18 this morning when we went outside to sit on the porch. It was oh like, my Ooh. god. Oh boy. Yeah. Actually, be 18 degrees, which is going to be great. Sorry Rude, for all TBH. the um, Yeah, I'm excited. That's why we're here right now because I ain't coming out here to the highway dog park when it's 18 degrees out. No, it does not seem like the place to be when it's 18 not degrees out. Not at all. Out. Not a bit. Not, okay, I, mean, I might have to have you call me back for when this dog leaves my dog alone because. Is he currently just standing in front of Lenny barking at him? Well, I got the chuck it, so Lenny goes and gets the ball. Uh, I can, I can hear the barking dog in the distance now. This, this dog is just following Lenny and barking at him. And it's very annoying. Well, now he's the star of a podcast. No, you know what? I'm going I'm to have you call me back. All right. Really... You, just, you just tell me when, dear. I will. Sorry. No problem. <laughs>